No, but it was so nice hearing Sandman and watching them jump around. I've, I've watched a video from like three or four different angles of them play of doing Enter Sandman. Absolutely chills. chills. Just that, at the same time. that and the jump around at Wisconsin, both being yes. back. Those were two traditions where like seeing pack stadiums is fun, but seeing pack stadiums doing that. Yes. Those two, I was like, we're back, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Orange Overalls podcast. This is the college football episode, so if you don't like college football, we're probably not friends, but I would not continue to listen to this episode. If you don't like college football, you probably have never heard of our podcast. So that That's true. <laughs> and, and if you do like college football, you still may not have heard of our podcast. <laughs> also true. My, my only th- I didn't want to say it out loud just because I like to keep the content pretty wholesome as soon as i started saying that if you don't like college football i immediately thought of the talladega nights quote if you don't like big red you know what i'm talking you ever seen talladega nights i love talladega Nights. okay just making sure so if anybody anybody who's seen it knows the quote i'm talking about just (laughs) fill in the blanks in your head welcome ladies and gentlemen my name is weston um yeah i don't really know what to say after that other than my name's weston i'm here with co-host extraordinary my name my name's what you would say yeah, that's that, that. That seems like the right thing to say. Um, I am here with my co-host, Mr. Nicholas Villarreal. Um, it's a it's an early-ish morning for for both of us. Um, Nick's on his off day, so he had a little bit of a sleep in. Um, did you sleep it all was, right? It last was night? so wonderful. Did you sleep? How was your? I did. I slept. Sleep? It was a good sleep. According to my Whoop band, I have sixty six percent recovery. Okay. Um, not seems bad. Like a solid number. But, Seven and a half hours of sleep. So I'll take it. Yeah, that's it. I don't really know where to go from here now because I really don't want to start talking about what we we need to start talking about. Can we really just talk about everything else? No, we have to. This is the Clemson Sports Talk podcast. We got to talk about Clemson sports. Let's just hop right into it. We We played Georgia in football this weekend and it didn't turn out super pretty. No, we lost. Um, everyone knows it 10 to 3 we'll just go over the basic stats 10 to 3 loss um, you know just a very low scoring game which neither you nor I predicted in the beginning no it was a defensive battle there were no offensive points scored two field no offensive touchdowns scored two field goals and then a pick six um, DJ 178 yards with the one interception turned into a pick six. Mm-hmm. The entire team had 10 total rushing yards for Clemson. And then Georgia, you know, not much more. JT Daniels only 135 yards with also one pick. We just didn't take that one back yeah. to the house. And their entire team only had 22 rushing yards. There were 32 rushing yards between both teams. Yeah, there was a point in time where – Clemson's offense, I think, total had negative five yards. It's just, it was. It was defense for both teams is really what it was. There was 180 yards for Clemson and 256 for Georgia in the entire game. 
Neither one of us predicted that. Um, so, I mean, you want to talk about the good parts? You want to talk about the bad parts first? Where you, let's start with the bad, actually, so we can we can leave on a kind of a, yeah. a good note. All right. So, everyone, if y'all listened to the last one, we said we all agree there's one massive question mark, and then that question mark turned into our downfall. Our O-line struggled. Our O-line struggled big time. Um, uh, Matt Bockhorst just did not look good at center at all. Um, he made he made a couple of mistakes. There were a couple of times that I thought we'll talk about him and this other guy in a second. But there were a couple of times I was like, man, he just made a terrible snap and DJ bobbled it or and just DJ could get a hold on it. But there were one or two times that he made a good snap and DJ just messed it up. Yeah, so I think the you know, but the offensive line in general looked pretty bad. The offensive line struggled a ton, but. You know, we one of the things that me and Weston are happy we're doing with this podcast is we waited a couple days to record. Because I think if we first got on, all we would be doing is really crapping on the offensive line. Yeah. But I've watched the tape back a little bit and, you know, listening to the media, listening to other people. I think this just raises another question that we have to wait, you know, several weeks to get answered. Is our offensive line bad? Or does Georgia just have straight dudes, man? They got so there's, there's a good chance it's a, probably a little bit of both, is what I'd be willing they, to Like, say. yeah, our our offensive line needs to improve, but Georgia's got some dudes. Georgia's that number that 17, bro. Oh my they were really God. good. That's, that's one of the things I did want to point out. Absolute credit to Georgia. They played their they played their butts off. I will say this about JT Daniels. Obviously, he had that one pick, but he did what he had to. I mean, he may he may have had that one pick, but I was I was writing notes during the game. That first half, he didn't make any mistakes. Our defense was literally just that good. Like our all right. So we actually so we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. I like I said, I watched it back, done this. That pick six drive was one of our best drives of the game. Mm-hmm. We were we were connecting, we were driving, we were starting to hit people. It just, you know, Lin J looked good that drive. And we just want to talk about that situation too. And we just, you know, one play. He yeah. doesn't that he jumped that route. If he just knocked it down, we're probably scoring. It's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, the last drive towards the end of the game where we got the field goal, you know, two just brutal sacks to knock us out, put us way down um, on that drive. But we were dry, but we were momentum was going well that drive and we had a chance at the end. Yeah, we really did. It's, it's not like we didn't have a chance at the very end. We, we, we fought till the end. It was a seven point. I guess as Clemson fans were a little biased to be like, God, we got killed and we get down on ourselves. We lost mm-hmm. by seven to now the number three team in the nation. Yeah, but we did. We did look bad. That's that's the that's the tricky part of it. Yeah, it wasn't a big big loss numbers wise, but if you look at all the other yardage numbers, we we just we played awful, and it kind of started it started and ended. With the man under center, and he took a lot of credit for that. Um, DJ looked pretty skittish, in my opinion, 
Um, there are a couple sacks. Like, yeah, the pocket's going to collapse every now and again. Defense is going to get pressure regardless of who you're playing. But there are a couple times that DJ um, – like almost rolled into the pressure instead of away from the pressure. Like he would, he ducked into the oncoming defensive lineman. I'm like, man, like, why'd you go that way with it? There were also a couple of times that I felt like he, he tried to be like Deshaun Watson. I I say that Deshaun's the only okay. quarterback we've had that, um, I love Trevor. I think Trevor was amazing. I think Deshaun's still the only quarterback that's in his time at Clemson was able to hold on to the ball for longer than he probably should and still make a play happen. I, I think, think DJ didn't trust his arm enough. I think that, and I also don't think he trusted his legs enough. I think there were a, a good handful of times that he probably could have tucked it and gone with it. Yeah. And gotten the no, first 100% down. agree. So. So I think, like, when he was getting pressure hot, I think he could have just – Throne, you know, like force one in there. You got the arm. Yeah. You got the power. You got like, that's what you would see Trevor do. Trevor get in two seconds later, all of a sudden he knew he had the power and the velocity to get it in there. To zing it in there. Yeah. Which I totally agree with. So, but the great thing, the thing I think was going to be critical for us moving forward is DJ accepted the blame immediately. His press conference right after the game. Did you watch it at all? Yeah. So he said okay. for the, for who for, the, for those of you who haven't watched it, you can go back and watch <laughs> it. Um, he, he sits down. First question asked is how did what did Georgia's defense do to disrupt your timing with your receivers? And he said, well, they just showed a lot of missed coverages or mixed coverages, a lot of ones, one over the top, two over the top, um, a lot of different things. He goes, but at the end of the day, I didn't make the throws I needed to. He's like, I did not play well today. That's very clear to see. He's like, if I make if I make half of those throws today, it's a completely different ballgame. He's like, bottom line is I got to play better. Love and it. I was, and I was like, wow, just good, good. My my first thought is good leaders take responsibility. No, that's exactly what you want to. That's exactly what you want. Yes. It was, you know. And let's be honest, this is his first game as a full time starter. He literally got thrown in the fire. Like, yeah, we talked about the Notre Dame game last year. Right. But all of a sudden, it's like, all right, this is your first time playing as the starter. Like, this is is the first time that this is your team. Yeah, you're the guy at Clemson, and you are playing in a game that is just massive. Some would say, you know, there's a rematch coming later. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that when it talks about the uh, the we talk about the the playoff rankings or the rankings also, what and I, the playoff futures and what. What are you saying? What I found really interesting. So obviously, me and Weston couldn't experience this firsthand. They were saying it was a very pro Georgia stadium in Charlotte, which is weird because beforehand I was hearing it was a very pro Clemson stadium. We thought we expected it to be right. But they were saying not only were the fans, but the stadium itself. So, like, before the fourth quarter, Georgia's hype, fourth quarter hype video played. Clemson's didn't. Interesting. Like, things like that. Like, they would get their music that they're used to and the crowd would go nuts to played, and we wouldn't. Interesting. What I was told from the stadium is it felt like a road game. 
Interesting. I did not hear yeah. any of that. I guess I guess I haven't really talked to anybody about it like that, but uh, or the people I have talked to never mentioned that. And that's that's interesting. Um, I'm not going to blame that on the reason we lost, but no, I'm not at all. But I think you know, I think that's one of the things that attracts to or not attracts makes sense when it comes to looking at DJ. It's parts of the whole. It's you know, it's like it was an uncomfortable start for DJ. So we'll see. So we'll see what happens. So let's talk about some of the good things, though. Um, I do want to say this. I We talked about preview show about who we thought the running back was going to be, and I said Lin Jay gets the start. Lin Jay did not get the start. No. Kobe Pace got the start, which is which is who I said would be the, was who was the guy. But who looked better? That's where I was going with that next. Lin Jay definitely looked more like the, the, like the more effective runner in the whole game. I, I think Lin Jay will get – well, I'll be interested to see what happens during South Carolina State. So I think the reason Lin Jay looked better is he's been there before. He's been in the spot. He's had to – you know, he's been in those pressure games. Mm-hmm. So he composed himself a little better. Or I don't even think he – like, he. I don't know how many high-pressure situations Lin Jay's actually been in because he's been behind Travis this whole time. But he's been there. He's been there, or not? He's, he's been there, but his he also just has more career snaps. Yeah, I mean, there's, he's there's, seen it. He's seen he's, it, and, and he's he's been on the field in a game situation more often than Kobe Pace has, regardless of what the game situation is. And it's interesting looking at the drives that went well, where we got in their other territory. A lot of it was Lin Jay bouncing out on the outside, getting yep. you know seven, eight yard games, mm-hmm. gains. I was – Tony Elliott took a lot of blame for not calling your great game. Yeah, he took a lot of blame. That He took a bunch of blame for that. He, he said, I think we needed – Go ahead. And I think he didn't move the ball to the outside more. We could have thrown a couple jet sweeps in there, a bunch of more just power runs to the outside. because They were breaking through our offensive line, go to the outside. I wish we saw more of that. Tony Elliott admitted he didn't call a great game, so – and, and, and going off of that with Tony Elliott, so this is – so I was on ESPN on Monday, and the first thing I see on ESPN is there's a video titled, is this the end – is this the beginning of the end for Clemson? And I'm no. like, I'm like people, this is one game. Then, But then I watched the video because I was just really interested in what they had to say. Um, and most of the times when it's college football – it's Paul Feinbaum, and for anybody that's listened to this podcast before, knows I don't give two rips about anything Paul Feinbaum <laughs> has to say. He can just – we'll leave it at that. But this was Marcus Spears. Mar- I, I usually agree with Marcus Spears on most aspects, and funny enough, I agreed with him on this. The, the title of the video was obviously very much clickbait. They were just trying to get people to click on it and watch the video. What Marcus Spears says is I kind of agreed with because I've been having these thoughts for the last – year or two, maybe three with Clemson football. Alabama hired Lane Kiffin because Nick Saban understood that he needed an offensive revolution. He needed to be able to just start dropping 50 points on people. Nick Saban understood that he couldn't just keep playing his same style of football and still dominate. So he brought in somebody that could. The play calling we have seen from Clemson in the last two to three years is the same play calling we've seen from Clemson in the last 10 years. We relied on Marcus Spears said we relied a lot on stars versus scheme. Because think about yes. it. Yes. We've had Deshaun Watson and Mike Williams. 
We had Trevor and um, and T Trevor. Yeah. and Travis. And we've always had superstars that we've we've had to rely on. We don't have a superstar in the backfield anymore. We have Justin no. Ross, but we I, have I people that could become superstars in the backfield, right. but not yet. Right. I think DJ, I, like, DJ's I not think... a superstar yet. We don't. We don't have the. We may be DJ's not a superstar yet. Will could become a superstar. Right. So what I'm saying is, is maybe it's time for the offensive scheming and game plan to step up um, in order to – and that, that was what Marcus Beer said. He's, it needs to be – Clemson may need to turn to scheme versus stars because we don't have we – we can't just give the ball to Deshaun and say, make something happen. We can't give the ball to Trevor or Travis and just say, make something happen because we could do that for the last six years. So, I think I think we're fine moving forward. I think Tony Elliott understood that is, is beginning to understand where he's at. Obviously, one game doesn't mean that we're not going to have stars, but I think that in order for us to be successful and to have a chance to win it all this year, I think there's going to need to be a big offensive play calling change. The thing that I'm not concerned about whatsoever – is the defense? Oh my god! All right, yeah. Actually, so hold on, hold on. Before good... we, actually, before we get to the defense, I did have one more one more point about the offense that I wrote down that I wanted to make. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll get to the good parts and everything, yes. and start praising what we saw. Well, this is kind of this is kind of a good part. Okay, love it. And the plays that our offense did look like on, they were on the right page. Talking about the wide receivers, Joseph and Gata had a couple of great catches and great plays. Yes, Frank Latson even had some good plays too. All right, so I love that you mentioned this because I thought about this too. That I actually totally forgot to mention this when the bat. I feel like we relied on Justin Ross too much. We tried to force the ball to him way too yeah. much. And no matter how much we want to hate on that dude that went to Georgia, I don't even want to mention his name. Just say he was on Ju- He was on Justin Ross most of the night. He is good. You know, Aaron Kendrick's good. Yeah. Despite despite what we emotionally think about it, he is flat good. He locked down Justin Ross. Yeah, I agree. That's just what he did. Why do we know he's good? Because he played for us for years. So I was we kept trying to force the ball to Justin Ross, expecting him to be, as we talked about, that jump man that gets up there and gets the balls and everything. And he couldn't do it because DK was just on it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think if we trusted Ladson Mangata more, I would have liked to see a Jojo get a little more time in there. And I, I, and, I, I and I also think that that Dion or not, I keep wanting to say Dion Kane because he also wore number eight. Um, Justin Ross thing. Tag one more thing I want to tag on a DJ that kind of hurt him is he looked very tunnel vision. He looked like he wasn't. He was making making one read and he was he was bound and determined to hit that one round. And I think that's what – I think that's he, – he was just locked in on Justin Ross, and that allowed DK to just be like, all right, I know he's throwing to this guy. Let me play it as such. Yeah, and that's all he did. I don't yep. think – I don't even think DK really cared about the other receivers. Right. So – but that's – I was saying that because I think Ladson has made a jump. I think Ngata's the guy. Um, and I, I like the wide receiver core moving forward for sure. Especially when they all start getting on the same page, and DJ DJ figure out what's going on in between his ears. Um, so let's move on to the defense. The defense looked outright 
dominant. Our defense, if our defense is ready to win a championship. So we straight up said we have the best defensive line in the nation. Yes. I think it, we may now have to argue that it's one or two. Yes. And we played against the other one. Exactly. Like we, I love some of the big tackles by, you know, we talk about breezy. We talk about all these guys. Andrew Miles Booth Jr. Murphy had a great, looked so good. Andrew Booth Jr. had an amazing open field tackle to stop Georgia on third down. Was one the one with the, uh, the one with screen pass? Yes. The screen pass where he crashed hard, took yes. out his legs. That was they actually, so good. Clemson football just posted the highlights of that. Yeah. On Instagram. And it, they're insane. It's good. That guy's good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about the defense other than that they played stellar. Um, uh, Skalski looked like he got banged up at one point. Um, he always gets banged up. Though. Yeah. That's, I, that's my big thing. It looked like it might, him and Brissy also looked like they had a um, had had gotten some banged up, but I think they were just like stingers and they came out for a play or two. Um, so yeah, I mean, not much to say about the defense other than the fact that they look absolutely dominant. They're ready to go win a championship if the offense can get on the right page. Um, I will say this: I will take. <laughs> I, I wrote this wrote this note down during the game. I was right about Georgia leading at one point. Granted, I didn't think they'd win, but I was right about Georgia being being in the, in the lead at one point. Well, yes, but I also, you know, said we were going to win by 20. Right. Um, I was not on that page. I said we'll win by – if we're going to win, it's going to be by like three. That was what that – was, that was my call. Anyways, those were all about the notes I had about our game. Defense was great. JT Daniels did what he had to. Um, Kobe Pace and Gata and Frank. Um, and then Lynn was the most effective runner. Those are some of the things I'd written down. Um, you want to talk about our playoff chances or do you want to wait till we get to the, the kind of the rankings and all that to, to discuss that? Um, let's wait for the rankings. Oh, let's, let's wait. Yeah. So let's get the general college football. This is the other, this is the only note I had written down that doesn't have to do with Clemson. And it was that I called Alabama and Bryce Young. Bryce, I mean, granted it's Miami. But Bryce Young looked like the Terminator out there. He's he's so one of the things I wanted to ask is you know who's leading Heisman voting yada yada yada. Easily right now it's Bryce Young. Yes, and it's not. Yeah. Now I'm I, also going to have you give a sleeper Heisman pick. I want to do that later on, and I have one, but it's no okay. bias. It's probably some Texas player or a Michigan guy. Bijan Robinson, the Texas running back. Okay, he did look good. He looked really good. That dude's a beast. He looked really he's, good. When Texas it's goes just, to just the really playoff for a, this year, anybody but a quarterback to win the, the Heisman. Yeah, because we had a wide receiver win last year. Yeah, when was the last time a wide receiver won it, though? Last year. Before last year. Oh, I'd have to look it up. Bijan Robinson's a running back, by the way. That's what I'm saying. It's tough for anybody to win. It's tough for anybody other than a quarterback to win. It's tough for anybody besides an Oklahoma. Home quarterback to win nowadays. But Oklahoma, and like, I think like out of all the Heisman winners we've had recently, like all the Heisman winners we've had in like the last 15 years, I think the two running backs have been Alabama running backs. Yeah. So we'll so we can talk Heisman later, but Alabama, Miami, Alabama absolutely crushed them like grapes. It was absolutely pathetic showing by Miami. Um, then again, I also didn't expect anything less. Um, so 
take that as you want. I'm looking up Heisman winners just because I want to have that up um, to talk about. Actually, I want to just know how many running backs have won it recently. <coughs> um, the lat Derrick Henry won it in 2015. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Mark, Mark Ingram, Ingram won it probably. 2009. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. All right, at, can we just can we just look? All right, wait, let's go back the other way. Starting at Sam Bradford, two thousand eight. So the last thirteen. Well, let's 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 start with Tebow. Tebow's really the first guy I remember winning it. No, no, no. I just want to over the last thirteen years. Okay. Maybe twelve years is if they count that as twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one. They counted it as twenty twenty. Is that go up? Is that four Oklahoma quarterbacks? One or three? That's three. Three because uh, Jalen Hurts didn't win. Right. Because three Joe out Burrow, of the Joe last 12, one fourth of the last 12 have been Oklahoma quarterbacks dating yep. back to Sam Bradford. Yep. That's insane. It's ridiculous. And like I said, so. In the last 20 years, there have been three running backs to win Heisman. Two of them are Alabama. One was Reggie Bush. The last wide receiver to win it is what we were talking about. Reggie, I, Reggie I Bush didn't win a Heisman. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah, I, okay, I was I was going to say this, and I didn't know if I was right. Dez was the last wide receiver before Devontae Smith to win it. Oh, Dez. Michigan guy. But exactly, it's it's been thirty years. This can look the, great too, by the way. I'm just gonna put that out there. Okay. Well, anyways, this what I was saying was my <laughs> point was was quarterback. It's a quarterback award. Yeah, it's a quarterback award. It is. But so anyways, Bijan Robinson's gonna win. Keep him on the radar. So uh, Alabama, Miami, Wisconsin, Penn State. I bring this up to say that Big Twelve, Big Ten football is a national awesome. treasure. I think it was awesome. zero zero at halftime. It's awesome. Um, dating I, dating back to week zero when Nebraska, Illinois played, and they started the game off 2-0. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it was 0-0 zero, oh zero at halftime was the score of the Penn State-Wisconsin game. 16-10. to 10. It was awesome. It was great. Um, but I just wanted to point that out because also had a wild ending to it. I don't. Did you watch this game at all? It did. No, it did. Yeah. Penn State picked it off right to. there at I'm the end. In, I'm in this. I'm in the state of Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, it's probably like force fed to your television. It was um, brutal. So, anyways, that Not was having fun to, to watch. watch Pitt. At least you got to watch them. Watch our lack of competition, I guess, if you want to go that route. Um, Except for all the Pitt fans, the next day are like, I can't wait till October 23rd. We look good. Y'all did it. And I'm like, y'all are going to get smoked. Well, that's so, so I have so, you know, we all know how the, the Gamecock fans are, that they get more excited for a Clemson loss than their own team winning. And uh, I had a buddy of mine, buddy, quote unquote, if you want to use that, Logan Jeffcoat, I'm calling you out because I know you don't listen to this podcast. Uh, he was like, he was just talking a bunch of trash. He was like, yeah, because somebody, it was, it was a group chat. A Georgia fan was talking junk to me and Logan kept junk, jumping in. I said, said, at least Clemson and Georgia can agree on one thing. We're not Gamecocks. And Logan was like, but y'all lost. I said, I said, Logan, will you please be quiet? The adults are talking. Um, 
he didn't find that very funny. Yeah, I but... wanted... No, huge shout out to South Carolina. They looked so good. Oh yeah, they looked uh, great. Forty-six zero to whoever I, some 40, no name. Forty-six zero. It was the most impressive win I've ever seen against East Illinois. But I t- but Logan Get was talking all this here. junk. He was like, "Yeah, what? Like, yeah, we won. Y'all didn't." And I was like, "I'm just waiting on November 27th to set the record straight." He goes, "Oh, I I dread that day. I know exactly what's going to happen. So I'm getting my trash talk in now while I can." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, at least you're get out of here." It's the first game of the. It's the first game. Moral. It's of, South Carolina moral. Oh, it's a you, you year and a half first time you're able to have fans and you can't even fill a stadium more than 80 percent get out of here south carolina moral victories man it's it happens all the time so keep moving on with some of the bigger tennessee this is going to become a south carolina and tennessee hate podcast let's let's not do that because i despise those kind of fans (laughs) no (laughs) yeah i hate both south carolina and tennessee fans you're right fair fair enough Let's continue to move. Next game, right. we're talk about UCLA LSU. I was, so, I hate to be that fan that just hates on other teams, but I was so happy to see LSU lose. Dude, LSU frauds. They have been all right. So my question: so Hold on, why and, Coach O get fired? Okay, I want to tag on to that. I know we were cracked on the Pac-12 last time we talked about college football, but is LSU a fraud or is UCLA legit? Yes. LSU's a fraud. LSU's been a fraud for two years. Last year, they sucked. They won one national championship because they had the greatest team ever assembled. Then 90% of that team left, and everyone's still hanging their hats on that team. Coach O's not a good coach. I, I've always thought frauds. that. I still think coach UCLA is pretty good. Lucky. UCLA is good, but they're not like, oh, I don't my know God. if we can use LSU as a solid litmus test on that. You, UCLA is going to have to do a lot more against a lot of other people. Yes. To shout make out, us be impressed. Shout out to L- UCLA's social media team because they absolutely trolled LSU because there was a quote um, of Ed Ogeron walking into the stadium and somebody was like yelling at him or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> he said something about that sissy blue shirt. That was incredible. The- and then, then UCLA wins and turns around a Prince's shirt that says Sissy Blue with the Jordan logo on it. It's awesome. It's it was high quality. Coach, LSU, it's just they're not good anymore. Well, like, for, for, let's be honest. It, it's a miracle that we were able to understand him saying Sissy Blue. I swear yeah, that man, I, I swear that man gargled travel for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, honestly, like it's weird to say, but we're going to find out if how good UCLA is in two weeks when they play Fresno State. LOL. Fresno State's 2-0, and oh, aren't they? No, Fresno State's 1-1, one and one, but they lost by only seven to Oregon. Okay. And they beat UConn by 50 the week zero. So Which we also know that's not huge accomplishment. No. Well, Holy Cross beat UConn. Right. So, but we'll see UCLA, Fresno State. We'll find out how good UCLA is because we'll get a direct comparison. Fresno State played Oregon, and then Fresno State's going to play UCLA. Yes. We'll see how good that is, and we'll see how good Oregon is this week when they play Ohio State. It's, you know, it's the puzzle pieces. And what I love, my favorite thing about this season is we're back to non-conference games so we can start putting these pieces together. Yep. 
How good is UCLA? We'll find out when they play Fresno State because Fresno State already played Oregon and Oregon plays Ohio State. Then we compare UCLA to Ohio State. We can we at least get try last to. Year. Right. We can at least try to compare them. Now, how accurate is it? Not. But how fun are those conversations? Much more fun. <laughs> Incredible. So moving on to the next game, we'll talk about um, – I'll let you do the majority of the talking, even though you probably have a biased opinion. Texas, Louisiana, Texas pulled it out versus Louisiana Lafayette. What'd you see, man? Texas is so. This was a game where it was number one, number twenty-one versus number twenty-three. So that's why it's a big game. It's not just because I'm a Texas fan. Okay. And then Texas won by twenty. So you know the question is: Is Texas that good? I already mentioned. I think Bijan Robinson is a legit Heisman contender. The dude had 103 yards with a touchdown, and that's just his running stats. He also, in addition to that, he had 28 receiving yards, including a receiving touchdown. Um, I can get really Whittington, the um, wide receiver, looked fantastic. It's going, it's going to be an interesting year. I think the reason this is an important game is because. I think this proved Texas is going to be a contender for Oklahoma. So Oklahoma, Texas is going to be a huge game. And, you know, it's a rivalry game. We always talk about this. And so I think the only reason this became a big game is because Texas now can compete against Oklahoma. And if they upset Oklahoma, the playoff gets thrown complete into shambles. Yes. And And that's that's what I think we're going to need. But we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, and we'll lead this into the next – one of the next big games, Iowa State-Northern Iowa. Yes. Iowa State only won by seven. Everyone pictured Iowa State to be the team to contend against Oklahoma, to right. give them their loss, to do what they need to really – and I said I think they're going to lose to either Oklahoma State or Texas, and I feel really good about that prediction because Iowa State does not look good no I mean so yeah I mean I got nothing else to add to that looking at the playoff picture we need Oklahoma to lose we think we're not 100% sure but we would like them to and I think that showing by Texas go ahead that showing by Texas was fantastic to see because we think they could now we think Oklahoma could lose especially because they really struggled this week they won by five points to against Tulane, and Tulane even had a Tulane? chance. Tulane? In, in Norman, and Tulane even had a chance to win it at the end. So, granted, a lot of things could change after week two or three because it's week one, stadium is back to full capacity. Granted, you want you think the home crowd would be in favor of the home team, but it's still, still a completely different experience than playing how it was last year. So – OU looked very just looked like they almost weren't going to pull it out versus Tulane. Maybe that's a sign that they could be beaten this year. Maybe it's just first game jitters back in the in the routine of things. Who knows? Um, yeah. Next, but got two more. Got two more games. We're excited. We go, go ahead. No, we were excited to see Oklahoma look bad. Yes, that was that was promising, especially after we lost. Um, Yes. Another game we want to talk about. We thought our competition coming from the coastal. We talked about Miami. North Carolina lost to Virginia Tech. Um, granted, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that North Carolina has been crowned. Tried to they tried to crown North Carolina a little too early. 
And combined with the fact that they had to go to Blacksburg and play against. I was about to say Blacksburg. Blacksburg is an awful place to play. It is yes. so hard, especially with people so excited to be back to full capacity. It's all it's hard enough as it is. We talked about how big a chills we got at that Enter Sandman. Yes. Could you imagine being North Carolina having to walk into that game? I would have been – I may have pooped my pants. Like, just hearing that, feeling the stadium shake, oh, my God. That would have been awesome. I, do, we that, play, do we play Virginia Tech next year? Because I would love I to go to that game. I, I don't know if next year's schedule's out. Okay. Well, that was that. So I, don't then, think, I don't know how good North Carolina is, but this is the biggest game I think that I wanted to talk about as far as in the ACC. That or the next one I'm about to say that's on the this list in the ACC the uh, the Sunday night game. Yeah, I was I was really saying the biggest game as far as implications on Clemson goes. So Notre Dame versus FSU. If you didn't watch it, you missed a thriller. I, I was so – it was awesome. It was a thriller. It was amazing. I, I despise FSU. I don't despise FSU. I do. But I very much dislike FSU. But I love them. All of this – I love when Florida State is good. Yes, because – that brings relevancy back to the ACC. And it helps out our schedule because we just, have to play them every year. And they're just fun to watch, man. I see, I see, you didn't grow up a Clemson fan, so you can say that. I have very, very strong memories of Florida State whooping us every single year. Like, like going I, I to the Clemson game. That. Like, we, like two years ago or something, I think we had Florida State for homecoming. Never, like when I was younger, you never scheduled Florida State for homecoming because you knew there was a good chance you were going to lose. So the reason I love Florida State being good is because I just think to ourselves, we go on the road, they got the chop going, renegade going up, the scene is awesome, and Clemson's getting ready for Ward, we win. I love going to away games where this atmosphere is awesome and we win. That's what makes it. Boston College, our freshman year in 2018, when they were ranked, college game day was there. Mm-hmm. That shipping off to Boston before the game, where they are going absolutely nuts. They play shipping off to Boston right before kickoff. Kickoff, mm-hmm. they play Mobamba. Those student section, I am, my sister went to Boston College. I've been to several Boston College games. I've never seen the stadium ever like that. It makes winning feel that much better. Yes, totally agree. So when Florida State's good, Florida State's back, all of a sudden they're doing the – Renegade is cool. Renegade is just cool. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue and with then, that. And then we win. It's awesome. And how can you not be cheering against Florida State? They were playing Notre Dame. Yeah, that, I think that's why I was semi-rooting for Florida State. Um, how about this? I wasn't rooting for Florida State. I was rooting against Notre Dame. Is that fair? I hate Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, and that's a product of Notre Dame being much more relevant in the last five to six years to Clemson than Florida State has been. But the reason I say I think that was the most impactful for Clemson is because in, in all reality, actually, I actually think if McKenzie Milton had played that whole game, I don't even think it's close. I think Florida yeah, State, I, I think Florida State mops the floor with them. Yeah, I think Florida State 
they need to be good. I think they may be undefeated going into playing us from now on. Yeah, uh, like, I, won't, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the rest of the season. Yeah. So they'll have one loss. That'll be to Notre Dame, who is a good program. They'll be ranked. That'll be a ranked matchup. Yep. And that's when we can prove, you know, all of a sudden Open they it's come a night to death. Game. They come to Death Valley. Highly Halloween, ranked. Halloween we're weekend. highly ranked on Halloween weekend with Weston and Tex in person. And we beat them by 30. That could put us back in the playoffs. I don't even need it to be by 30. Like, I just – I would love to just be there for a high-ranked game. Yeah, like, yeah, like yes, I want to win. Like, this is going to sound so controversial as a Clemson fan. I love winning national championships. Do not get me wrong. But there's some – like, if we were to – let's say we were to not even make the playoff this year. Heck, even lose a bowl game. Winning a national championship no, after not up. being at the top is so sweet. Like, and it and it's and it's yeah, been interesting for me. I've, 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 say what? We're at the top. Even well, if we even if we miss the playoff this year, we're still going to be at the top. Right, but it's a it's a it's still a different feeling because yes, I understand what you're saying. Like, I don't. I really don't think we're going to make the playoff this year. Let's go ahead and just run into that. I I don't I don't think Clemson's gonna make the playoff this year. I a hundred percent think we are going to make the playoff this year. And that's the, a lot of people other than you, most Clemson fans I've talked to have been like, I don't know if we're gonna make it this year. But every Georgia fan I talked to after that game was like, see y'all in the playoff. Like Georgia yeah. but but they keep quoting they're they keep citing they're like the ACC's trash. Like I'm like, that doesn't help us. Like if we win a trash conference, who cares? The Pac-12. Yes, so I, I agree. But I think what's going to be the major, what's going to be really big. So, Weston may or may not know what I'm talking about. Our listeners may or may not. The 2007 college football season was the was most chaotic. Was the most chaotic college football season ever. Kansas was in the top ten at one point. Teams were getting knocked off left and right. It was literally mayhem at its finest. It was what you love about college football. Okay. And what I saw from week one gave me indication that it's going to be very similar. So you think you that we? I think chaos is about to happen. Other than I, I, I could see that. Other than I do not think there would be an undefeated. I do not think there would be an undefeated team. You think everyone's going to lose at some point? I think every single team will have one loss. Interesting. I think Georgia and Alabama, one of them's going to go in undefeated. One of them's going to go in with one loss. And the other, and the, the one loss is going to be at the undefeated. And the one loss is going to win. And, and when I say go in, I mean the SEC championship game. Right. And they're both going to get in. I genuinely think. See, I think they're both going to enter the game undefeated. I think Alabama's going to be the number one seed in the playoff. Uh, I don't know. I think Georgia or Alabama's going to be one. I think we're going to be number two. Really? Or I think they will be one and two, actually. We will be three and play whoever loses the SEC championship game. Interesting. I just – I don't know if the ACC has enough 
clout at this point. I think no, no, I think North Carolina or Miami is going to have to look really good the rest of the season, and then I think Florida State's going to have to not lose a game for us to have. But a, I think, I think Pac-12 is going to get beat up on each other. Right now, if UCLA goes I think the big, I think the Big Ten's going to beat up on each other. I'm I've a, been saying the Big 12 is going to beat up on each other. I think the Big 12 is going to put is going to put out Oklahoma and maybe maybe that. I think I don't think Oklahoma. I don't think a Big 12 team makes the playoff because I think they beat up on each other. Interesting. Okay. I so think I'm, Texas will beat Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma will beat Iowa State. I think Iowa State's going to beat Texas. It's going to be kind Oklahoma, of a round robin kind of thing. I think Oklahoma State's going to beat. Uh, Oklahoma. So Oklahoma has two losses. Texas will lose a stupid one, and Iowa State will probably lose a stupid one. Remember probably. the Big Ten several years ago when Ohio State beat Michigan, Michigan beat Penn State, and Penn State beat Ohio State. Yeah, you're thinking that's going to happen. I could see the exact same thing in the Big Twelve. Interesting. And I, I think the Big Ten they're going to beat up on each other. I think Penn State's legit. So I think I may actually say the exact same thing. Sadly, as a Michigan fan, I think Ohio State will beat Michigan. Michigan beats Penn State, and Penn State beats it's Ohio, State. Ohio okay. State. I think if that happens, I think we're in the playoff. I think if all those te- kind of conferences – because at this point, I don't see us losing another game. I just didn't see, you know, Ohio or Oklahoma beat Tulane by five. But Oklahoma's had those close calls with a random team before and still made the playoff. They've still looked like buzzsaws. That's true, but I don't see them running the table. Stranger things have happened, for sure. Um, So, I mean, I guess we'll kind of cover the first two bullet points here a little bit as far as our kind of college football headlines. Um, The ACC sucks. ACC sucks, which is is what I was saying. I mean, I just don't think the ACC has got enough enough yeah. juice for us to win, for us to just win out and then be in. It's not like it's the yeah, SEC and we lost what we lost our season opener and we still have to go play four or five ranked teams inside the top 20. We just need Georgia to make the SEC championship game. Yes, absolutely. We need Georgia to do the best they can. I would love a rematch with Georgia, to be completely honest with you. I would love a rematch with Georgia. Um, I think we'll get a rematch in Georgia in the national championship game. I, Which is what I called. Remember, that was my prediction at the beginning of the I, year. I did. I think Alabama will be in there. I think we will play Alabama. I think I think the SEC championship is going to be – and then we then we can move on to some of the other line, the conference alignment stuff that we didn't get to talk about. I think it's going to be an undefeated SEC championship. I think it's going to be Alabama versus Alabama Georgia. Georgia. 12-0 versus 12-0. I really do. Okay. If that's the case, I hope Georgia wins. I think they're both in. I think if they both make the SEC championship undefeated, they're both in. Yes, Georgia wins. They're number one in the nation. Alabama's number two. We're number three. Georgia picks Miami. And then Nick and Nick and Weston will be in attendance for that Alabama Clemson two versus three at the Cotton Bowl. And whoever whoever number four is, let whoever be number four. Number four is gonna be Texas. Throw throw a dart. I mean Oklahoma, Texas, Ohio State. Texas. I sure. If you want to say Texas, by all means, say Texas. <laughs> I, you look so good. We've said that before. I would say Michigan if Ronnie Bell didn't get injured. Yeah, 
So I want to I want to note this guy just because as a former linebacker, this is and also just a college football event. This is insane. No, um, this is one of the greatest stats I've seen. Fordham linebacker, they play Fordham played Nebraska this weekend. This man, I don't know why I put a zero right there. It's actually a one. Um, this man had 31 tackles in a single game. That, that is, is outrageous. What's that the is, record? Google it. I got no clue, but I just wanted to point that out because that is insane. Like that wasn't. It's so cool. I literally have no words to describe how literal crazy that is. Like some of the best linebackers in the in the country have like twelve to fifteen tackles a game. Like this guy had thirty one. He was everywhere. So, I, in case you hadn't heard that or seen it on Instagram, I feel like I saw it a hundred million times. But I still had to point that out. That is absolutely completely ridiculous. So let's talk up a little bit about while you're pulling up the record. I'll kind of buzz us into the next headline. Oh, I was not pulling up the record. I was getting ready for a uh, segment later on. Okay. Well, you can go look up the later the record later on your own if if you so choose. Let's talk about the conference realignment. We didn't get to talk about that in our preview show because it got a little long. I just want your kind of general thoughts. We don't have to go super deep into it, especially these these next three topics, just because of time reasons and whatnot. But uh conference realignment what are your what are your general thoughts so unless you're dealing unless you're trying to prepare for that segment no, real quick I'm, i can no, talk you're good okay. you're good i think so obviously the big news is texas and oklahoma going to the sec yes i love it and hate it all at the same time so i'm obviously i'm gonna come at it from kind of a guy that grew up watching these two teams, you know, Mm -hmm. being a burnt orange fan. I love seeing these two teams getting more competition. Historic programs like that, being able to play Alabama and that. And I love seeing Texas getting to play Texas A&M again. I'm a fan of that. I am. I'm definitely a fan of the A&M UT rivalry. That is a Thanksgiving day game. Mm-hmm. Not Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving Day game yep. that we miss. And I love that. And I think the only way to really make sure that this realignment works is by extending the playoff. Yes, I totally agree with that as well. We cannot have a four-team playoff with these two teams in there because that all of a sudden we have a chance of putting three teams in that three SEC teams. It's just we can't have that many. Agreed. So we have to extend the playoff. We have to go to – I love the 12. I do. I think I well, so I think the eight. I prefer the eight because it, it makes very clear um, boundaries for who's going to be in. You got your power five conferences, you got two at large bids, and you got a group of five team. With the conference realignment, though, I don't know if you want to stick a Big 12 team in there because there's nobody in the Big 12 now. See, I'm stick, I'm break. I think if when they go, the Big 12's done. I think it's over. So you think it goes to a power four? Or do you think I some, think it needs to, I think it needs to become a powerful. Some teams go to West Virginia, they're an ACC team. Come come to the ACC. Yeah. 
Iowa State go to the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, Iowa's you already know. in the Big Ten. Exactly. Bring back uh, Iowa, Iowa State already play, but make that a conference rivalry. Awesome. West Virginia, Virginia Tech in the ACC, I believe. Beautiful. Do you know how much fun we would have in West Virginia, in Morgantown? Oh, that would be great. Oh, my God. And what I'm looking at it even more is, I know there's a college football podcast, but look at the basketball if that happens. It'd be a lot of fun. West Virginia, West Virginia with Huggy Bear joins the ACC. So, so what do you do? What do you do with Baylor though? What do you do with a school like Baylor? Baylor and Texas Tech go to the Pac-12. You just have no other option. Yeah, even though, the, yeah, that's tough because they're definitely in that. I honestly never thought that A and M should be in the SEC. I just they don't. Well, no, I thought if I had my choice, I'd bring back the Southwest Conference. Yes, Nebraska goes back to the Big Twelve. Texas A&M goes back to the Big 12. And like TCU, where did that TCU goes to the? TCU goes to the Pac-12. Yeah, that's what what I'm saying. It's going to, I think. And what you do is you break the Pac-12 into two divisions, the like pure West Coast, California, Oregon, and then Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, they're in with those Texas schools. Okay. So I actually like the eight even more. Because I like the power four, three at a group of five, and then three at larges. I like yeah. I, I like the eight even better if it get, if it drops to a power four system. The only thing I don't like about the eight is I want buys. Yeah, I just that just really extends the season. See, you, the you reason start, you start, I like you start pushing into the uh, the NFL playoffs, and and that's when money starts getting involved with TV deals and things like that. Yeah, so when they sit, well, everything's about TV deals right now, right? Um, so I just, I think, I think 12 is feasible. I love the buys, but I think that eight is probably the most, re- like, I think it could get to 12, but I think that, I don't think they should go from four to 12. I think if they're going to extend it, they need to at least start with going. To yeah. Eight. So people talked about, and this would just be my one thing on extending the playoff. My one, like not getting after people, but getting upset is I hate every single person that sits there and says, Going to 12 takes away the big games. It lessens the importance of Georgia Clemson. Because I sit there and I've had this. We definitely had this conversation. We've had this conversation off air. Mm, I think we, no, I think we talked about it on air a little bit. I think it was on. I'll be honest. It was our our midsummer episode. I sit there and I think all of a sudden it creates so much more emphasis. That Penn State Wisconsin game, huge. Penn State number 19 versus number 12, that put them in the playoffs. Yep. All of a sudden, that Iowa-Indiana game, 18 versus 17, that put Iowa in the playoff. Yep. That's only week one. You go on to these week four games, you know, just small ranked matchups mm-hmm. in these later weeks, all of a sudden that becomes a massive game. Arizona State-UCLA, that becomes a playoff. Yep. Teams, you know, we've talked about how Clemson – Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Those are the teams that are going into the playoff every single year. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, so every other game doesn't matter. Let's start making those games matter, those other games. Agreed. I get behind And that. the only way of doing that is to make it 12. 
right maybe I've, eight but you make all of a sudden that 15 versus number 10 I've, all of a sudden that all of a sudden that's a college game day game that means everything because the winner goes to the playoffs i think the eight puts more emphasis on conference games because once again the, because then the pac 12 is not just kind of like if they're not the best team in the pac 12 then they're like like if you go if you go win championship do you see that do you see the number 2 team in the Pac-12 making it if there's only 3 at large? No, but I also don't think they deserve it because they're probably not a, one of the top 8 teams in the country. In that regard. I like the so Pac-12 it, conference champion getting in because it's college it's it's football it's mayhem anything can happen. Yes. But I all of a sudden if you have 12 Oh, I'm I, I'm not disagreeing with your idea of. I think conference games in the SEC mean a lot if there's only eight, but conference game and every other mean a lot more than twelve. That's fair. I'm not disagreeing with your idea with of twelve. I just think it's got to start at eight before it goes to twelve. I don't think yeah, it can. I agree. Expand it's it. a it's a big it's a big leap. So we can sit and talk about all that for a while. I want to get a yeah. couple of your thoughts before we we're getting a little long. So let's let's kind of. Let's skip the uh, NIL. Yeah, well, or actually, just, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about. I just kind of want your general thoughts, maybe like maybe a couple sentences about what you think about the NIL. I think it's deserved. I think, you know, I think they've done a good job where they're not going to get paid. I don't want to ever see universities actually giving a salary. Mm-hmm. But if a third party wants to pay for advertisements, they just, yeah, do it. I, I, and as I, a fan, I, I love that. being able to buy real jerseys and not have to buy a jersey with the last name from China. Right. I love that. I think the only difference I would make um, is maybe put a cap on how much they can make because you okay. got guys like Bryce Young that are already making millions of dollars in endorsements. <laughs> and a lot of that has to do with, yes, he's the, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, but also it helps that he's at Alabama. He's got the national yes. recognition. So I think well, not, that's I don't necessarily be a huge recruiting pitch. Go. I think it, yeah, I think exactly. it, I think it becomes a recruiting pitch, which is what I didn't want to happen. Um, is we you can make more money by coming here. So I think maybe not like a super stringent cap, but like a, a, a like a cap somewhere that's like maybe not so where like everybody levels the playing field, but it definitely brings the super top guys down a little bit because. Clemson's not – I mean, Clemson's Clemson. We're big because we're good, but Clemson's not a big market. Yeah, so we're, I find we're, it – small I, town Clemson. I think it will be interesting to see how those guys that are recruiting against Alabama – Nick Saban said before the week even started, before Bryce Young even took a snap, he's made this much money, this many millions in NIL. Yeah. I'll be really interested to see how Auburn handles it or how teams have to recruit against them. Because if I were them, I'm saying, yes, 100%, that dude's making so much money. Let's say like in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Arkansas sits there and they're saying yes. But all of a sudden, you have to be the number one quarterback at Alabama. That's probably not happening until at least year three or year four. Come to Arkansas. Be our number one guy for four years. All of a sudden – our advertisements are people that want to give money in the entire state of Arkansas are your guy for four years. Oh, that makes sense. I know they use it. 
if they use it that way, because how many guys are going to be the number one guy at Alabama for four years? Nobody. No one. Jalen Hurts looked to be the number one guy and got replaced. Yeah, well, because the actual number guy was number one guy was Tua. <laughs> so, like, all of us, I'll be interested to see how they use that against those schools. I agree. Honestly, against Clemson. You know, DJ, DJ got a massive deal. Dude's, dude's on Dr. Pepper commercials. And Bojangles. That's that's exhilarating. The fact that DJ and our entire offensive line. Oh, my God, it's raining. Sorry, off topic, but yes. it's raining here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, um. I know that was kind of my joke when DJ and the offensive line kind of played bad. I was like, it's all that Bojangles they've been eating. Um, they need to they need to eat more of it so they can take up more space in the holes. <laughs> so let's move on to next week. And there's not a whole lot to talk about because there's not a whole lot of big games in Clemson plays South Carolina State. Um, a tune-up game, getting everybody on the same page. So, I mean, that's simple enough. A lot of guys are going to get run. We'll probably beat them by 60. First Friday, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot to say with that one unless you have something specific you're looking forward to with that weekend. Um, is I'm there? just excited to see fans back in the Valley. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at, too. There's not a whole lot of football implications other than the fact that if we lose, then there's so many implications. But I don't think that's going to happen. If we if we lose, I'm done. I, yeah. I'm because We are turning into a Texas sports podcast. Okay, yeah. That we works. are turning into the – if we – I'm state this right here. If we lose to South Carolina State, we are officially becoming the burnt orange overalls. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That requires us both week. to be on, on that. You know I'm a horns down guy. We are a burnt orange overalls if you can we do lose it by, to South You can Carolina do it by State. yourself then. You can do it by yourself then. Um, if we lose to South Carolina State, yeah, I should do it by myself. Yeah. So uh, the big games in all of college football this week, we have number 12, Oregon, versus number three, Ohio State. Should be a good litmus test for for both teams. Um, And then the game day game. Prediction? I I want your prediction. Close. All right. I love that. Ohio State 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 by like five. I'm going to say, yeah, Ohio State by less than a touchdown. Love it. Um, Okay. Then the game day game. Iowa State. 10 Iowa, 9 Iowa State. I'm good. Where's it being played? Do you know off the top of your head? I believe it's in Iowa State. Because that's, I think that, that makes my decision for me. I'm going to go Iowa State close. I think both games are I'm, close this week. Um, both big games are close this week. And if it had been at Iowa, I would have said Iowa close. But since it's in um, Farmington, um, is it I Farmington? I think Iowa wins. Yeah, it's Farmington. Yeah. Uh, really? I think Iowa wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think Iowa's that good. I think the Big Ten, this is part of my, I think the Big Ten's going to beat up on each other. I think Iowa's going to beat up on each other. Penn State's going to beat up on each other. Wisconsin may. Ohio State may. Michigan may. Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin didn't look terrible versus Penn State. I just said Wisconsin. Oh, I, I missed that. Sorry. Um, I said – I said Iowa, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Yeah. I could see all of them beating up on each other. I agree with that. So and that- honestly, that's what we're cheering for. We're cheering for the re- the redo of the 2007 
just absolute mayhem where just some random team cracks the top 10. I want to yeah. see that Kansas crack the top 10 again. That's not happening. Kansas themselves is not cracking the top, cracking the top 10, but I get what you're saying. Clemson can I get Clemson become can... a huge I want to be a huge Kansas fan this year for one reason, one reason only. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. No, shout out their new media manager, head of their social media, Forrest Crocker. Oh, I didn't know, he was, head, I didn't know he was head of social media at Kansas now. Yeah, so he, he's running their like Kansas football page, doing all the editing there. Dude, that's so awesome. So all of our fans, go check out Kansas football's page. Um, and if y'all don't know who Forrest is, if y'all are new listeners, um, Forrest is a Central Spirit legend. Um, if you look at old pictures of Central Spirit, you'll see Forrest a hundred times. Dude was awesome. He uh, he was best known. I think me and Weston will both agree. He was maybe best known for his heckling at baseball. Yeah, he is, he is a at, solid baseball heckler for sure. It'd be the it'd be the middle of the fifth, no one saying anything. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just hear Forrest, "Hey, pitcher, if a spoon is made of solid gold." Is it still considered silverware? That is a Forrest. That's a Forrest Crocker original. I remember. I remember hearing that for the first time and just staring at him like, "What is this man on?" <laughs> I need some of it. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, yeah, shout out Kansas and Forrest Crocker. I guess. Yeah, I would have. I would have put that in the show notes if I'd have, if I'd have known that. Um, but so think- now the last thing to close the show. Oh yeah, baby. My favorite new is. segment, guess those receiving yards. Guess those receiving yards. So I'm guessing I'm guessing the quarterback's passing yards. Sure. So I'm gonna read you out all of the different receiving yards by the receivers. Okay. And I just want you to guess the total yards. Okay. So this is the we're gonna start out with the Auburn versus Akron game. These are Auburn's receivers. They won 60 to 10. 60 to 10. All right, you ready? Yep. 79, 51, 41, 38, 28, 19, 19, 13, 9. 385. 297. Yeah, I just I got I got lost there. Um I was tracking <sighs> in the beginning and then I yeah, I just confused myself. No, this one. This is a new little wrinkle that I love. You'll okay. find out. This this is the Charlotte Duke game. First of all, Charlotte won that game. Yeah, that's once again the ACC is not good. These are Duke's receiving yards. They okay. lost 31 to 28. Okay. Duke's receiving yards 88, 40, 37, 25, 20, 14, 11, 0, and negative 7. 210. I 228. Dang it. I feel like I feel like we're I feel like for this one, I, I should like get a bigger win. It's gotta though. be 10. Yeah. Like 10. A, a, 10, a 10 yard on either side. Yes, but you still lost that. I still lost, but I'm just yeah, I think 10 yards. I on love side there is being subtraction in there. The negative seven really does a great job. Well, basically, if I hear negative seven like that, I'm just like, okay, what's my guess? Minus 10. Yeah. So this one is the game that I really wanted to mention. Shout out to the 2-0 UTEP Miners. Lord have mercy. This is for you, Michael Marianos. They won 38-28. to 28. They're receiving yards. 
76, 45, 23, 21, 16, and 2. 208. 183. Dang it. I almost went sub 200. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a fun one. I almost one. feel like I need, like, I need a bigger window I like this 10 segment. yards. I like this segment. I it's 20, win- technically. 10 each way. Uh, yeah, okay. I guess if I'm I, thinking if I, I, my, my if brain I jumps you- to, like, fantasy fantasy football points. A quarterback gets one point for every 25 yards. No. If I did that, then you could guess – if it was 250, you could guess – 226 or 274 and still technically win. Right, then how about 15 yards? Can I get 15 yards? No, 10 either way. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Real question. One, right? <laughs> In the last two days, have you run any? Yeah, I ran this morning. How'd you do? I uh, did all right. It started raining on me, which kind of slowed my pace down a little bit. But I, would, I did, about, did about two miles at about a 10-minute pace. So I'm feeling good. All right. Well, we're excited. It's that bet's going to be fun to watch. If you don't know about finally, the bet, go listen to the last episode. Yeah. If you don't know about the bet, listen to the last um, episode. And then finally, Jamrock, your word is minors for the UTEP minors. Minors, Jamrock, your word is minors. Okay. That's a, that's a word. The UTEP minors. Um, he had some not, not he, he did text us. He got the word from the last one. He had some not so nice things to say to us. He actually did. We cannot share on this. Hey, by the way, since we started recording this podcast, the last top five things at a tailgate, you now have uh, two more votes for me. <laughs> and um, currently at my standings, I'm losing 22 to five. I told you it would be closer. A lot of my fraternity brothers are getting me votes, baby. Yeah, you had one fraternity brother on mine. You had one fraternity brother and Ethan. Those who voted for you. Anyways, guys, we'll talk more about top five on our next non-college football episode. That'll this comes out on Thursday. Um, we'll have our, we'll be posting on Tuesdays and Thursdays for this uh, for this little period. Um, don't know what will change in the spring, but this is what we're doing for right now. As always, you can find Central Spirit on all platforms at CU Central Spirit. You can find Tex at NSV seven one five one on all his platforms. And Weston at West K Wit on just Instagram. Um, actually, we were talking. We've been talking about me making a TikTok. I think if we're going to be really honest, there's a better chance of me making a YouTube before I make a TikTok. Well, you could become a vlogger. I don't know about a vlogger, but I could do something on YouTube. Oh my god, that'd be so entertaining. We could, could do, maybe post. I could. We could the, post uh, video formats. I could. Or no, what I could do is. Uh, I don't know if they'd want to see the video format of you and I. Yeah, they might. Um, you'd need, you'd probably need a higher quality camera if we were going to do that. Um, we'll talk to Nick Jamrock about getting some more funding. Um, yep. I could do I could do uh, me building Legos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the Lego bag. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an honor and a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Go Tigers. See ya.